37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal. I am your host, Sean. I am very tired because I ran a mile today, and with me, as always, is your other host, Preston. How are you, buddy boy? Yeah, you know, I'm all right. I can't complain, I guess. I mean, I could <laughs> complain. I don't know how like much good it's going to do if I complain, but mm-hmm. you know the weather? It's uh, moist out, and... Uh, the metal in my wrist doesn't like it when it's moist. I know. Well, we are one episode away from our seven-year anniversary. Tonight's episode will still be a fun one, even though um, I wanted this originally to be the seven-year, but we just didn't have time with everything going on. But fear not, because Presto has packed another fun Haunted America episode for us. But before we get started... I want to drop a little bit of news. I found some pretty interesting stuff. Presto, we have shared many stories before of people's statues getting stolen, whether it's a hot dog in a bun or, you know, a Bigfoot or something like that. But Shayla tagged me in another article here. This one's pretty short and sweet, just like me. In Ashland Township, Michigan, an alien statue that was taken from outside the home of a 102-year-old woman near Grant, Michigan, has been returned. In a Facebook post back on Tuesday, Dinelle Vanderlaan said the alien statue was returned overnight. She went out to thank the Next Stars, Wood TV, and everyone who shared the story on Facebook. For around six years, the alien statue has sat outside the Vanderlaan's home in Grant until it was taken sometime between April 22nd and April 23rd. Her mother-in-law, Frida, who is 102 years old, built a special relationship with the statue because Frida has Alzheimer's, which causes her to forget many things. However, she remembers the extraterrestrial who's always waving to her outside of the house. After the statue was taken, the Vanderlaans considered buying another statue but couldn't find one that fit with the unique waving stance that their current statue had. They didn't want to just press charges against whoever stole it either, so they just said they wanted it back. Well, in the social media update, they posted, The alien is back home. It was dumped back off here last night. Thank you to everybody who shared the post. You guys are amazing. I I should have sent you a picture. Shayla and I have a pretty cool, like, three-foot-tall wooden alien statue that her parents got us, I think, in Mexico a while back. I'll have to post that on the old Facebook, but we haven't put it outside for fear of it getting stolen, so... Yeah, people are assholes. Yeah, you got any new uh, statuary outside in your guys' yard that you haven't told me about? Any new gnomes or anything fancy? Nope. <laughs> fair. I mean, so I was, <laughs> I was digging, in the sh- digging in the shed. I don't really consider them new, but I was digging in the shed, and I found, like, these... Um, Man, they look like something that would be in like a oh, like a old uh, like kind of like um, like Route sixty six like cheesy redneck diner. They're like metal pigs that are all like spot welded mm-hmm, together. They're mm-hmm. painted like 
kitschy 1960s like yellow and blue and they have like little angel wings on the pig and they're like three different sizes i'm like fuck that let's put that in the fucking rock or garden that i just made and so we we got those now yeah yeah that's all i got oh very nice man so very nice looks like old kenny poo's watching on the youtubes what's up ken ken while you're watching man drop us a question in here our seven year anniversary is coming up uh pretty quickly and we'd love to have you uh, throw in something for our Ask Us Anything. And that goes for anybody else watching live or, you know, happenstance after the fact. Send us an email. We are pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Shoot us a DM. Whatever you'd like to do. But if you have a funky question for us, shoot that over before this Sunday. Because we'll be doing an Ask Us Anything along with sharing some really interesting questions and uh, personal stories as well. So send us your questions. I'm sucking on a WBC Bomb Slice Sour Ale. That's pretty fucking delicious. How is that? Yeah. Is it pretty good? Awesome. Well, I set you up perfectly because speaking of sucking on stuff, the night manager at the Nashville Hilton was recently arrested after a guest reported that he woke up in the middle of the night to find said manager sucking on his toes. He said, I instantly jumped up and was screaming. I went into sort of a fact-finding mode. Who are you? Why are you in my room? What are you doing here? Said Peter Brennan. The guy whose toes were sucked. I'm having problems sleeping, and frankly, I'm going through some PTSD talking to a therapist. The manager in question, David Neal, 52 years old, told the cops that showed up that he let himself into the room because he thought he smelled smoke. But the investigators didn't buy it, and Neal is now being charged with aggravated battery and assault, and he was thrown in jail with a bond of 27 thousand dollars it was a wednesday night you know i was just doing my (laughs) normal managerial night shift stuff and i thought i sell smoke so i went into the room and there was no smoke but the those little piggies were hanging out of the blanket all sucking wood just waving (laughs) in the wind and i couldn't i mean what else could i do but wrap my mouth around it and I just fucking licked those things. That's now I'm, now I'm in jail. That soundboard was worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Well, let's not waste any time. We do have a pretty big storm brewing uh, here in the Wichita area, and I'm hoping we can get through without getting knocked out here, but... Presto, you prepared for us yet another Haunted America tale. This time, we're talking about the haunting of Enoch's Bridge. So, shall we jump into it? Yeah. Welcome to Enoch's Bridge, where the ghosts are as real as the structural deficiency. This (laughs) through-trust bridge on Enoch's Knob Road is said to exist with a vortex and carries tales of demons, dogs, shadow people, and a disincarnate redhead little girl. This story's special because it's like a haunted house on the go. Oh. The the bridge seems to scare people as much, if not more, than cemeteries. Events happen near these steel monsters that often shape a young person's life. Take the tragic case of a young man who went with his buddies to the bridge to take part in the local coming-of-age ritual that youths have partaken in to prove their bravery, which entails climbing the webbing of the bridge to the very top. 
fuck no. Mm-hmm. These stories are pretty common. Someone goes on a bridge, they slip, they trip, and they die. Yeah, one version of the story uh, might go something like this. A group of young people go to the bridge to perform the coming of age. An act of bravado. My nuts are bigger than yours. And uh, Mm -hmm. then uh, they see who can climb the highest. And then part of the group decides to take a quick trip back to town, grab something to eat, drink. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. But (laughs) they leave a young man, Patrick, alone waiting by himself for them to return. But instead of waiting for his friends to return to make the climb, he shimmies up the trusses alone, and wouldn't you know it, he slips, falling to his death. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another version of the young man's death uh, might say that the group left to help someone whose car was stuck, but a 20... 20- uh, but a 23-year-old man named Patrick decides to stay behind. And even though he's recovering from a broken hip, and for reasons unknown, he decides to climb up into the trusses, his friends show back up, but Patrick is nowhere to be seen. And then after searching for hours, his body gets found later that night, and he's pronounced dead, succumbing to his injuries from the fall, where his body hits smashed into the rocks. An accidental death? Sure. But his spirit remains, and he haunts the bridge to this day. Yet another version, because we can't make up our minds how the story actually took place, goes on to say that Patrick was attending a party at the local bridge, and a bunch of kids started messing around, daring each other to see who can climb the highest. Later, when questioned, witnesses at the party say they saw Patrick climb all the way up to the tippy top, just like all the other kids that night, but no one happened to notice him fall. And unfortunately, later his body was found lying broken on the jagged rocks. Again, something like 30 to 40 feet down. And the body gets carried away to the coroner's office or the morgue, and now he haunts the fucking place. Yep. Spirit still remains at the bridge watching and waiting. And just like Ghostbusters, you know, the the key master, Patrick assumes the form of a dog when he makes his appearance on the bridge. Oftentimes with glowing red eyes, uh, can be seen from the surrounding woods in the area. And uh, this happened ever since uh, Patrick Kinnison's death. And even though it's not uncommon for an animal's eyes to glow when illuminated by light, I can't think of uh, any other animal's eyes that glow red than uh, the uh, demon dogs off of Ghostbusters. So we know what's going on there. (laughs) <laughs> without any paranormal blowjobs. Shame, yeah. shame. Man. So you got to ask, are the glowing eyes that people report seeing something paranormal or a trick or active imagination? Like, what the fuck's going on? I like to think all of the above. Yeah, all of the above. The bridge built around 1908 at a length of 185 feet and 15 feet wide. Enoch's bridge was declared structurally deficient back in 2010. It weighs, uh, its weight limit is three tons. There are tracks running along the length of the wooden deck, and it runs parallel to the state highway. And the railroad gives the illusion of being in the middle of nowhere. Other stories tell about a young man hanging themselves from the bridge or jumping through the doom over lost love. Aww. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, bri- that bitch broke my heart, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump off right now. 
It's like, uh, what's that, uh, Jim Carrey, when a uh, yes man, he's like, step away from that ledge, my friend. And he's, I just, they just needed somebody. They needed a Jim Carrey there to sing him that song. Yep. They need a Jim Carrey on every bridge. Yep. But wait, there's more. A full moon on a, on a Friday the 13th is said to bring out strange creatures that climb through the trees and specters of dogs chasing those or near the bridge, disappearing suddenly as they appear. Now, I want to interject here. Raise your glass for me real quick, and let's say cheers to Friday the 13th which came out 43 years ago today. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Jason. Fun little fact for you. You fucking demented fuck. <laughs> mm. Signs on the bridge are torn down by, I don't know, vagrants, pranksters, ghosts, you know, fucking immature kids. D, all the above. <laughs> all the above. Unex- unexplainable mist. Kind of like a fucking Stephen King book or a scene and photograph mm-hmm. along with dark masses and apparitions. And just like <laughs> any other great American haunted bridge, cars are said to get stalled out on the bridge at least back when it was open to traffic because, you know, it's dilapidated and probably like a health hazard, so mm-hmm. they got that shit blocked off. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the Rosa's Bridge here where, like, you know, you like your car is supposed to stall out in the middle of it, and I I don't know. I've never got my car uh-huh. to stall out in the middle of it, and you're just like, hold on. You're you're like yelling like, <laughs> "The Rosa, I got your baby." I want my I want my fucking baby back, motherfuckers! I'm gonna fucking derail your car and fucking drown you in the water, you piece of shit, motherfucker, for stealing my baby! God damn it! Yeah. I like to think that's what really happens at Theros's bridge. Maybe like even Enoch. Is that bridge. what she really sounds like? Yeah, that's what, that's what she sounds like. <laughs> one of one of five voices you have on that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. something more interesting, perhaps, is the rumors of phantom buildings. This is this is what really gets my dick hard. Is like forget the demon dogs. <laughs> Forget all this. The fact that a <laughs> fucking building can just appear. It's like time traveling. This is like a time traveling. Just this is this is like this is like an all-in-one bridge. Like you get a little bit of ghosts, you get like mm-hmm. demon dogs, you get Stephen King mist that's probably gonna like, you know, take off half your limbs because there's like weird aliens in the middle of it. And you get a time traveling mm-hmm. portal that can make a building appear. And it it's uh, it's basically like the the ghost building that of a, like a shop that had burnt down, and uh, it can unexplainably just often look restored, and people can walk around and be like, "Oh, hey, hello! Would you like some, you know, <laughs> sugar? Would you like some tea?" Like I love those time slip stories where like people just out of nowhere like show up and they're like here's this like hotel Mm -hmm. and they sleep overnight and then the next morning they get up and eat breakfast and they try to go back and like the building has been burnt down for like 300 years and they're like what the fuck (laughs) that's what I think is happening at this bridge hadn't been no bed and breakfast here for about 80 years yeah anyways a small child is also said to have fallen through the bridge because fuck everything else happens at bridges why not that Mm -hmm. but this is unproven we don't know we're just speculating at this point (laughs) but there is still a large metal plate bolted to the deck just uh just in case apparently his spirit is said to haunt in the form of a serpent 
swimming through the river that likes to go up on the edge of the bank and wrap around people's legs and pull them back into the water. Well, fuck, when we get done doing this show, I'm going to go ahead and pull the book that I got, Haunted Ozarks, and email the author and be like, hey, dickhead, Mm -hmm. you got that fact wrong. (laughs) Shit. Hey, my friend read something on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck your facts. They're not accurate. Yeah. Screams of women and children were reported in the woods as well, but the common naysayers would be quick to tell you that wild animals such as, uh, and you know, domesticated ones too, let's not forget them, roam the area. Mm-hmm. Coyotes, mm-hmm. owls can famously make cries that can mimic that of a child's cry or a human scream. But hold on a second, mm. because Patrick wasn't the only person to die on Enoch's Bridge. Another death at the bridge was that of 41-year-old Stephen Cooksey, who was killed on May 9th, 2005, in a drug transaction. Fuck. Happy anniversary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie 18 years ago. Uh Anyways, this fucking drug dealer was shot multiple times with a twenty-two and managed to drag himself beneath the car for safety. The would-be killers decided, no, fuck this guy. So they set his car on fire and his body burnt beneath it. But don't take our Jesus. W- yeah, don't take our word that Enoch's Bridge is haunted. Here is a personal account from a local ghost hunter. So picture this, it's October 23rd and I'm at Enoch's Bridge with the cool six paranormal alliance, Mike Greeley, Robin Williams, no not that Robin Williams, and Cheryl Misser Wizadini. We're all standing in the middle of the bridge experiencing some kind of vertigo. It's paranormal, or is it just that we accidentally stumbled into a fun house? The darkness, the water below, and the wind blowing between the rise could be to blame. Mike Greeley, Alliance member Allie, and I decided to venture into the woods alongside Boof Creek, following a beaten down path. Mike paused at a certain spot and asked us if we got anything there. While I was facing back the way we came, taking photos of the area, suddenly I felt drawn to my right, staring at a place by a tree with brambles twisting behind it, blocking the creek from our view. I felt as if this place was significant when a shudder passed right over me. This, this is where it happened, said Mike, right here and he pointed to where I was feeling the pull. This is the spot where the burned car was found. Mike then gives the following account one night while he was filming at the bridge. If there's one location on Missouri Ozarks that's synonymous with paranormal activity, it's got to be Enoch's Knob Bridge. Built around 1908, this trust bridge is one of the most visited bridges in the Midwest by ghost hunters. It's a favorite hangout among the local teenagers and would-be ghost hunters. But there are stories about a three-legged dog suddenly appearing after a ritual is performed, which includes parking one's vehicle in the middle of the bridge, shutting off the motor and the lights. If one honks their horn three times, flashes their headlights three times, and then starts the motor, as soon as you turn the lights back on one final time, A three-legged dog is supposed to appear. Now, I've witnessed this ritual done over a dozen times in three years, and it's failed every time to summon a three-legged dog, although... Because it's bullshit. 
<laughs> well, you know what? If you yeah, go to the bathroom and stand in front of a mirror, turn all the lights off, and then you spin around three times, and bloody berry, bloody, and then, or, you know, like boogeyman, boogeyman, like something. Are you. F- Stop. Stop, Mike, with your bullshit. <laughs> well, it's like Mike says here, though. Part of the whole, you know, experience is the suspense building as you're watching, excited to see if Candyman's going to come through there. You know what? I want to go. I want to. I want to travel to Enoch's Bridge right now and go down to the local pound and find mm-hmm. a three-legged dog and just camp out there all night <laughs> and then watch some dipshit do this ritual and be like, "Come on, boy, come on." Get up on the bridge. Make Come Daddy on, proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. Anyway, everyone seems to get a laugh out of the ritual. However, I spoke to a local who says a three-legged dog did appear for him, but he felt it was just coincidental because it didn't look to him like it was a ghost. And I recall the first time I was at the bridge. My baseball cap was lifted off my head, and seconds later... A full-body apparition, witnessed by many others, was observed running from where I was standing. Toward the opposite end of the bridge, when it dissipated into thin air. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have my camera recording for this experience, but the fact is that several people saw it, and so that validates my story. Over the years, I witnessed people getting shoved, slapped, hearing voices, foul odors, which smelled a lot like decaying bodies, as well as shadow figures. Now, let's go back to August 7th, 2010. I'm investigating Enoch's Bridge with a group of fellow ghost hunters. We've already experienced some weird stuff, like vehicle dome lights turning on and off, but nothing could have prepared us for what's about to happen next. About 30 minutes into the investigation, a female investigator, who I will not mention, along with myself, began to lose our balance. It was like we had gotten off a merry-go-round, except we weren't having any fun. The other two investigators didn't experience anything, which made us feel even more like we were losing our minds. We stepped off the bridge and onto gravel roadways, hoping the disorientating feeling would go away. But it didn't. It only got stronger. So we did what any rational person would do in the situation. We went back to the bridge. That's when things got really crazy. One of the investigators decided to conduct an EVP session, and as she was asking questions, we heard a hum. And then a loud burst of energy exploded at our very feet. It felt like a bomb or a cannon went off and the entire bridge shook. I have a recording of the incident, and let me tell you, it's wild. You can hear the bridge reverberate as everybody freaks out. It felt like time had stopped. But the worst part of it? It didn't end there. The other investigator and I suffered from severe depression, fatigue, and illness for weeks afterwards. And I experienced something even worse that I don't want to talk about, because it's too disturbing. Now Enoch's Bridge, sorry, now Enoch's Bridge is known for having two confirmed deaths, one accidental, and one a homicide. But many believe there are more unrecorded deaths there, and after I experienced what I experienced, I wouldn't be surprised. Enoch's Knob Bridge, formerly known as Steiner's Ford Bridge, 
was once a popular spot for ghost hunters and thrill seekers alike. But on August 17, 2010, the bridge was deemed unsafe and subsequently shut down by the Franklin County Commission. Fucking party poopers. Yeah, fucking party poopers. Jesus. Yeah. The decision was made to tear down the old bridge and relocate a new one to a different location. It was the end of an era for Enoch's Knob Bridge, but not before it left a lasting impression on those who have visited it. Mike, who has filmed at the bridge over a dozen times in the past three or four years, says he considered it one of his favorite sites because he and the groups he escorted usually experienced some sort of anomaly. Despite its closure, Enoch Snob's Bridge remains a popular topic of discussion among ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts or two podcast nerds. Its legacy lives on, <laughs> even if the bridge itself is no longer standing. Now, Sean, old buddy, old pal, sweet cheek, boo, you know how <laughs> at the end of all of our episodes you like to say cheers to the weird shit and those of us that like to talk about it? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, here's a little something special to cap off this episode, a little something to wet your alcoholic whistle. <laughs> Moving on to Haunted Brews. That's right. Back in 1854, John Bush, of the older brother of Aldophus Bush, teamed up with Henry Bush and Fred Giersey to build their own brewery. Bush like It better have been called Three Bushes and a Giersey. Yeah. <laughs> By 1860, they had bottled nearly 1,000 kegs of Bush beer aged with beechwood chips and 3,000 barrels of ale i don't know if that's accurate because i've had bush before and it's not that great like i i think pbr is a more solid beer but whatever dude if you want to fucking up your numbers and to try to you know make your beer game better whatever bush the family all pitched yeah. in including ulrich joseph henry guillaume and aldolphus guillaume <laughs> i don't know yeah fuck if i know fuck if i know Pronunciation's not our thing. John eventually became the sole <laughs> owner in 1894, but when the Depression hit, he had to get creative. He turned the bottling process into the manufacturing of soda pop and potato chips. Talk about huh. a pivot. God damn. As one does. God damn, John, you entrepreneur. You yeah. could have been on Shark Tank. Anyways... John was born in uh, Germany in 1832 and came to the United States when he was 17. He learned that uh, the brewing business from his elder brother, George, who owned Bush's Brewery. John even attended three years of college at McKinney College in Illinois and Howard College in Missouri. But let's get to the juicy stuff, because I know some of you history nerds could care less about all the deets. During the (laughs) Civil War... General Sterling Price and his troops raided Washington, Missouri. They had set up camp at Bush's Brewery and took advantage of all the fucking beer they could get their hands on, because why wouldn't you? I mean, fuck yeah. it's fucking free beer. I'm going to drink it. They marched up and down the streets with their bayonets uh, fastened with their stolen hair ribbons. But the Confederates weren't satisfied with just looting the place. No, no. They dumped the remaining beer before moving on to Jefferson City. Because why? Because fuck you guys. That's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John filed a claim for damages, but he never received a penny. God damn it. Ugh. Despite the brewery's tumultuous history, 
It was now a hot spot for paranormal activity. People have reported sightings of a young soldier searching for his missing boots because he probably got too fucking drunk while he was in there off the free beer that got <laughs> shot. Captured uh, orbs have been captured on film, and even electronic voice phenomenon indicating indicating an intelligent haunting has occurred. And let's not forget the growls and touches people have experienced while in the old brewery. Ooh. One evening in 2009, a group of investigators witnessed a heavy fireplace poker swinging back and forth on its own. Probably, you know, like that movie, uh, the U-Log. Remember at the end of that when that, that <laughs> thing was just dancing in yeah. the Yeah. I think that's what the fuck is going uh-huh. on here. No breeze was present, and only the three pokers was moving. The group conducted an EVP session and even got a response when they uh, when they asked if anyone in the audience reminded the spirit of John Bush. The EMF detectors went wild and a flashlight began flickering on and off. But the most frequent visitor Damn. is Fritz, a former employee who had reportedly died in the brewery. He has been known to touch or stand close to newcomers in the presence of an orb. And let's not forget the circular energy or images of light captured in the photos. Despite his haunted reputation, the brewery's stone and brick walls, tunnels, concave ceilings give it a rich and elegance of history and charm. And if you listen closely, you may hear a whispering voice to tell you all about it. Hey guys, this beer really sucks. Hey, can you help me find my boots? I've been here for 500 years and I'm really drunk. <laughs> they said I can go home if I can find my boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Hell yeah. Well, that was fun, Presto, old buddy, old pal. I got some notes at the bottom there, but I think I touched on most of those, so no need to delve on any further. So, Yeah, hit, hit it and quit it. Yeah, are you getting that storm in your parts, man? It's getting really rumbly over here. When I got home from a lodge and I was pulling into the the you know the country road, you could see this yellow mm-hmm. glow off to the north, and it was just fucking like Ooh. lightning, just like pow 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 pow. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not good. Well, shit. So yeah. we'll all be double damned. Well, this episode is short. Why is it short? Because I didn't tell Preston before we recorded. Eh, it should only be about half an hour, pal, because when I do that, that shit goes on for over an hour, which is fine. But yeah. on tonight's episode, um, that about does it, folks. We uh, really appreciate everybody jumping on here, everybody watching. I want to give a special shout-out to old Kenny Poo and also Sarah. Um, awesome to have you. Hopefully one of these days real soon we can have Sarah on the show and chat with her. Um, that would be a fantastic time. Sarah and I went to high school, presto. Oh, nice. But in the meantime, everybody watching live, everybody watching and listening after the fact, we got about oh, about a week before we dropped that special one, uh, sorry, seven-year anniversary episode. So if you'd like to send us in your questions, we would sure love to answer those on our Ask Us Anything portion, as well as any, you know, bizarre or strange paranormal stories you've experienced. If you want to send those in, you know, shoot us an email, you can shoot us some DMs, whatever might work for you guys. We'd love to hear from you and uh, share your stories on the next episode. It's already stacking up to be a big one. And normally when we do these things, wouldn't you know it, it turns into a double episode or because we can't cram all that stuff into one. So... 
Yeah, and I haven't got shit for many of my friends, so if you're all listening, you <laughs> you're need okay. to fucking help your boy out and step up to the plate. So. <laughs> right, right. Hey, that's all right, man. We've had a few people write in with some pretty good stories. we got a pretty fun interview we got to do here in the next day or two as well with a listener. So we'll have a solid show. Don't you worry, buddy, buddy. Yeah. If you're on the old social medias, please give us a follow on Instagram at PXLParanormal. If you're on the Facebooks, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Give us a follow on there. Presto, what do you got on YouTubers, pal? 258 subscribers, so we're slowly moving that needle. So for everybody that Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. has caught our live shows, if you haven't already, uh, if you look at the bottom right-hand side of the screen, there is that little blurt that says like and subscribe. I don't know. Maybe follow those directions and help your help your boys out so we continue on being paranormal <laughs> nerds. Like, subscribe, share. I don't know. The, what did other fucking YouTubers say? Hit that ne- bell notification so you know when we go live. I don't know. Just do all that <laughs> I shit. I know. You know? We're just two old men trying to make it do what it do, buddy. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Cool. All right. What do you got on daubers for me, pal? Um, I mean, need a beard, want a beard, want to grow the best goddamn beard that you can grow. Hell, maybe you're tired of being a fucking hobo, Civil War Confederate bum living in a brewery for 300 <laughs> years. And you know why you're still stuck? Do you know why right. you haven't moved on to the pearly gates? Is because Jesus don't like what you got rocking on your face. He would prefer that you go over to BigDogsBeerBomb.com <laughs> and pick up some bombs like Bay Rum, Fresh Citrus, Mint, classic tobacco i mean your beard's gonna look good it's gonna smell good and old jesus himself is gonna be like fuck yeah dog you know what get out of that old bush brewery (laughs) that fucking third rate beer company you deserve better you deserve to be up here rocking with my beard so get it all get it at dobbs (laughs) use promo code pxlpara for 20 percent off your order that's right folks big dobbs Hey, you got the button to work. Last got, time it wasn't working yeah, for you. I look like a fucking <laughs> jackass. Like, look at look I at these it. noobs. <laughs> I oh. loved it too much. Oh, good stuff. And if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang over at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. All right, folks, that does it. Until next time, raise your glasses. I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.